0: something to kind of say in the beginning but it's not really like a joke, it's just like a fun thing I noticed. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, the episode started. (laughs) See, I don't have... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I could say a fun fact in the beginning of the episode if we want don't worry we'll we'll
1: cut everything up into your fun fact
0: (laughs) i'll be the one cutting so no one knows (laughs) that's so a fun fact because like okay this is this is our nicholas cage episode right welcome everybody bracket
2: it's not just one episode it's four of them
0: (gasps) you're right actually you know before my fun fact nipples all right let's start the show
1: (laughs) hello and welcome everybody we're the tough cut podcast and i'm matthew i'm alex and I'm Jake. And today we are hopping into our new bracket. It is the Nicolas Cage bracket.
0: Hell yeah. I also noticed we say the word hop too much. We really are James Barston fans. <laughs> I think I, it's ingrained think in our
1: me. heads now.
2: I think it's all of us. We all say hop. That's fair. That's fair. We're we're a hoppy little bunch. I
1: say hop literally <laughs> every episode because every single time I'm like, so should we hop into discussing these, hop into these movies, hop into the bracket, hop, 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 hop. <laughs>
0: I can't wait till we talk about pop. (laughs) Guys, fun fact though. Okay, this is the Nicolas Cage bracket. And as I was like watching these films and looking up stuff, it always happens something like this happens. Do you guys know what Nicolas Cage's next movie is? No. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And yeah, it's literally Nicolas Cage (laughs) starring as Nicolas Cage, an actor unable to turn down a paid gig who finds trouble when a superfan turns out to be a violent drug lord. With his family's life on the line, Cage becomes various characters from his filmography in order to save the day that sounds awesome and i Wild. cannot wait to put it in a bracket for this show <laughs> holy shit like it's already That's my honorable so mention funny. and it's not out yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty crazy how much nicholas cage has been in the news the last few days i feel like he got married then there are suddenly a bunch of stories again about his crippling he dead. got married yeah he just got married to like a 20 year old or something
1: oh Oh yeah.
0: That's no. <laughs> <laughs> a joke.
1: That's a joke. It also mostly at Leonardo DiCaprio's expense because he doesn't date women older than like
0: twenty seven, I think. Twenty seven. Twenty
1: 27.: That's his cliff.
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, neither have I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's yeah, like, you're not wrong. I guess I could can I say that? I don't know, man. Yeah, I could say that as well. Uh, I, I hate him. him.
1: <laughs> so cursed. <laughs> All right. Um, right. I've realized we never explain the show, which makes sense for episodes two, three, and four of a bracket. But if you're starting with this one, in the show, you know, we... Pick a theme, we do a bracket, eight movies enter, and we fight our way to the end of it for the best, the king, queen, or anything in between.
2: This bracket, I feel like, is going to be really, really disorienting. I don't know how you guys watch the movies. I watched three of them in a row today, mm-hmm. and it was <laughs> so disorienting going straight from one movie into another with all of them being Nicolas Cage. It was pretty wild. Yeah,
0: so while I do recommend like everyone who's listening to like watch the movies beforehand, if you can... I don't know if I'd recommend watching (laughs) Nicolas Cage movies back to back to back
1: like this. I recommend it. On the other hand, (laughs) I think it heightens the experience.
0: (laughs) If you want to do that, just watch The Sorcerer's Apprentice over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What we want to say before we go into this is that we will be spoiling these movies and possibly other movies. Uh, So a big spoiler warning. And on that note, we also want to throw out a content warning. This is Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage really delves into like genre, really gritty stuff. There is child violence in Kick-Ass, a lot of graphic violence in the other movies. There is workplace harassment slash sexual assault and sexual harassment in Vampire's Kiss. And there is uh, some depictions, pretty graphic depictions of a car accident uh, two car accidents, actually, an adaptation. So, we want to throw out a content warning just in case you are going to watch those movies. We probably won't be talking too, too explicitly about those moments, but it will be something that could potentially be addressed, and it will be in your viewing. So, yeah, just a heads up, guys.
1: With that, coming at you in the this episode. First up, we've got National Treasure versus Kick Ass. Then, in the second half of the episode, we've got Adaptation versus Vampires Kiss. So, with that, uh, Alex, do you want to introduce National Treasure, or did you have something else you wanted to say? Absolutely. No, that is exactly what I was going to say.
2: National Treasure, uh, directed by John Turtletob and released in 2004. <laughs>
0: Turtletob? It's Turtletob? Oh yeah, my, his name, it yeah. is Turtletob. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the Bojack Horseman like producer character?
1: Probably based on the real life Turtletob.
0: Holy shit. That's I don't know. Either way, that's a badass last name. He made the Meg. <laughs> Okay, I think that's negative points. I love the (laughs) Meg. And Sorcerer's Apprentice! (laughs) 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 Holy shit. Turtle Tob. I hope you're a Gore Verbinski fan. Let's all get lunch. (laughs) So National Treasure
2: uh, is the wannabe Da Vinci Code meets Indiana Jones following Ben Gates, an embarrassed American historian, as he races a villainous treasure hunter to find the Freemasons lost treasure hoard and redeem his family name. I hadn't seen this movie in many, many years, and I remember seeing it when it first came out in theaters, and I loved this movie. And rewatching it, I still enjoyed it a lot. But I think I enjoy it because of the genre, like solving puzzles, finding treasure. Like, I love Indiana Jones. I love Da Vinci Code. And so I think that's what I remember this movie being was like, oh, it's like Da Vinci Code.
0: And it like kind of
2: is. It wants to be really badly. And it it does in moments get there, I think. Good
0: comps, though. Those are good comps.
2: Yeah. I like this movie still. I think it's still a fun watch. What'd you guys (laughs) (laughs) know?
1: You you, you seem so concerned about being like, it was fun. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I had fun with it. I think I'd mentioned to you guys before we hopped into this bracket that I, like, weirdly have somehow managed to rewatch this movie (laughs) multiple times in, like, each year the past, like, two or three years. I don't really understand (laughs) how it happens, but, like, it, you know, it's, like, one of those things you're, like, flipping stuff on TV and you click to it and it's like, yeah, I'll, like, hang out and watch National Treasure. (laughs) So, like, is it a masterpiece? Probably not. But is it... (laughs)
0: <laughs> pretty fun yeah absolutely holy shit matthew that was a year ago almost to date that we watched national treasure like mm-hmm. that was the beginning of of the pandemic when we when we sat down and watched it
1: we watched the first one a little bit before that and we watched the second one at basically a year ago uh, around oh today. my god
0: yeah. Wow. wow yeah i mean this is also one i was telling alex a little bit before we started recording but I've seen this a lot more times than I thought I have. I have this pretty, like, (laughs) down pat. I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to move and start a job. Guys who've been following, I got a job, right? (laughs) <laughs> Woo! it's, uh, it's temporary, but it's still a job. So hell yeah. <laughs> but so it's been a little crazy. So I was debating whether or not to watch this one. Cause I know I've seen a bunch, um, but then I was like, no, I have to, I have to watch all the movies. It's just like in Being my temporary. brain that I have to, <laughs> but I beforehand doing notes. Like I remember so much about this movie and just like so many details. Like I could probably recite this movie pretty, pretty well. Like if someone needed a plot summary, someone needed spark notes for their film essay that they're doing on Nick Cage movies when they're researching doing (laughs) a, if you're okay, if you're listening to the tough cut podcast, you're writing your essays on film. You're like, I need a credible source. Obviously we're the first ones they think of
1: Mm -hmm.
0: contact Mm -hmm, us, contact mm us at toughcutpod at gmail.com and we'll uh, write your essay for you.
1: And honestly, somehow, I feel like we need to take advantage of <laughs> our strong knowledge of this movie. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like re- like recreate the scenes from memory or something dumb. <laughs> I think that would be really funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> i do have a story about it but i will introduce the movie it's going up against first and so then we could get a little bit more into it unless you add other shorts sure, sure. about it the movie that it's going up against is kick-ass 2010 by matthew vaughn inspired by his love of yeah. comics you know teenager dave lazuz Luz, uh, did that name Lazuski? lazowski what's his name dave. something like that whatever yeah. teenager dave, dave aaron taylor johnson he goes by
2: kick-ass
0: <laughs> and uh, he decides to reinvent himself and be a superhero despite having no powers. He runs into some bad guys and some other heroes and fun, punchy punch. Wildness is the result. That's basically the movie based on an actual comic. So <laughs> Woo.
2: wildness is the result.
0: This was one of those like fever dream, like, you know, 2010s, like when superhero movies were trying to find the real footing, like you had successes, like obviously like Dark Knight was out, Iron Man had just started and all that stuff. But People were all trying to get on that sweet, sweet gravy train. That is the superhero Mm -hmm. genre. And then this movie came out. And like, you know, I think Watchmen came out the same year. And people were like, oh, God, violence. Um, So, yeah, it's just like I have such fond memories of Nicolas Cage's role in this movie. And Chloe Grace uh, Moritz, honestly, too.
2: Mm -hmm. They're both really good. Wild
0: movie. So what do you guys think?
2: I um, hadn't seen this movie in a really, really long time. and. I was really surprised because I remembered Nicolas Cage was like the dad superhero, but I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed his character. Big Daddy. He really was such a convincing, cheesy dad that then would just flip of the switch, be that just like the flip of a switch, be like the dark brooding Batman
1: character. Very fun. Similarly, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It was a fun rewatch. However, my brain was more than anything. It's been I, I last saw this in middle school was plagued with thoughts of the fact that I had it, it was a middle school teacher of mine, a woman who recommended this movie to me, which what? being <laughs> an adult now In context, what of this film, especially you know, main character that at least briefly lusts after his teacher? Yeah, (laughs) but like a a weird meta thing in my brain of like, I had a teacher recommend me a movie where the main character is hot for his teacher, and I was like, that's kind (laughs) of fucked up.
0: Was this at the farm? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's wrap, ladies and gentlemen. We got (laughs) him. Yeah, I won't go into details what I meant by the farm, but Matthew grew up in a lab. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the farm at langley
1: uh i'm a i'm a trained uh assassin essentially
0: <laughs> oh my gosh
2: something that was pretty crazy that i noticed was aaron taylor johnson and evan peters are both in this movie we got both quicksilvers in one world pretty wild Few I
0: think of marvel yeah, movies which is you know just talk about a- aaron taylor johnson and then chloe grace moritz and then you also have christopher mince please yeah Uh, like what what was up with these people and their triple ass names in this like the 2010 (laughs) genre of comedy and stuff (laughs) What, what is that shit why did they have to have three names Pick one. Pick one. Why couldn't they Beyonce it? I just like, I don't know. It really bothered me when I, it was, like the credits rolled and like it, the, it took up so much space, guys. Like pick, pick one, pick one. Aaron Taylor Johnson. You have three first names. Get over yourself. Sorry. Nice. We, we can talk about the bimbofication of Aaron Taylor Johnson now because he, have have you, have you guys seen him lately? Uh, excuse me. Himbofication. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're right. No. Hey, you're right. I know you're a pro on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you. I'll, I'll defer you. to you, Matthew. Can you tell us about the hypofication <laughs> of Aaron Taylor Johnson?
1: I mean, other than the fact that my man is very handsome. Um... <laughs> I, I can't speak much to his recent roles. So if he's been archetypally cast as the himbo, um, I don't know necessarily, but he's a good looking guy. So like I get it, but also that is very reduction, a very reductive view of, uh, of the actor. If that is the case. I think the last thing I saw Aaron Taylor Johnson
2: in was the, the first of the new Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last thing I saw. Oh him too. yeah. What else that was fun. That was a good movie.
0: Yeah. That was the last like major, he was in tenant, uh, which I didn't see. He was also, I mean, when was Age of Ultron?
1: Um, I get, was it was that more recent than I don't 20, remember when? 2014, it right?
0: Oh, oh yeah. Sure. So, yeah.
1: Age of Ultron then.
0: It was so jarring watching this movie. Also, fun fact, my brother, when he was in high school, looked exactly like Aaron Taylor Johnson does in this movie. Almost to Damn. a team. He would be wow, called like Aaron, t- like, kick-ass when it came out when he was in high school. He he looked exactly like him. But also in, in the next movies, like Kick-Ass 2 and also like Quicksilver stuff, he's just so much more jacked. And it's almost scary how beefy he gets.
1: I mean, my boy got big and then he decided he never wanted to go back to being small. He was like big in this movie, though, too, I noticed. Like
2: they put him in a lot of baggy clothes to make him look scrawny. But he was like, he, his... Thighs were so beefy in that suit. I don't know if you guys saw. They were it looked like they were stuffed with pillows.
1: Look, I am basically the expert on such a such a subject. And look, my boy <laughs> got jacked and he decided he wanted to live his life as a big boy instead of a little boy. So, you know, he's not gonna not gonna drop back down for a role if they're like, Hey, we want you to be a lanky teen again. He's like, No thanks. You're gonna make me a buff teen instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of
2: him playing a teen, what did you guys think of his voice? Was his voice, like,
0: needlessly high and squeaky?
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, it was just so, it it seemed jarring to me also, Alex. It was very, like, you're a teen in high school, (laughs) and you're awkward. How do you sound? Yeah
1: yeah it's fair i guess should we jump a little more explicitly into actually comparing these two because we've just really talked about (laughs) kick ass at this point
0: (laughs) well we just talked about how beefy Aaron taylor johnson is i want to talk about character intros actually in these two movies because i think they're both kind of fun okay nicholas cage in in national treasure amazing like role that he did awesome casting whoever casted him for this like he isn't even though he isn't full cage in this film that like you were used to from his older films, like, you know, vampires, whatever that we'll get into. <laughs> it's still a bonkers subject and still a cage-esque film, but it's like a tame, but like wild as Disney could get. Um, and just doing the whole <laughs> heist and adventure and him driving in the ice and then like talking as a little kid about America and history is like super fun. But then in Kick-Ass, you have him literally like, you're going to be fine, baby doll and shooting this little girl awesome (laughs) holy shit what i don't know what what do you guys think about these like intros of the characters because it just like blows my mind how wild how this shows like the range of nick cage right i i think it starts to get into
1: some of his range but i do think if you like really boil the characters down to some of their mannerisms, I do think that there there is almost this like underlying similarity between the two that I was I, like, I can kind of draw parallels. And most of that, I think, comes from the fact that I perceive both of these characters as being very set in the fact that their path is the right path forward, you know?
0: Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. true, there's an arrogance about them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that almost kind of assholey arrogance, I think it plays into to both a little bit. I think the thing that amazes me most about Nicolas Cage's
2: introduction in Kick-Ass is I really think he pulls off a mustache. I think not many people can pull off a mustache. His mustache in this movie is so perfect for his character. (laughs) It is like it it heightens his character
1: so much in such a great way. He epitomizes the dad. His character is supposed to be he, you know, he is this cop dad. And I think yeah, like the exactly. mustache.
0: I'm cop dad.
1: Yeah, like a comic book cop dad, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: In contrast, I think the scene, the first scene with Nicolas Cage in National Treasure is one of the few scenes that I really remembered from the movie. I remember three things movie i remember the snow explosion i remember stealing the declaration of independence and i remember (laughs) riley getting the little kid to go get the letters for the code those are the three scenes that i consistently remember i have no idea why
0: i don't know i know what one of mine is no matter what lemons and when they pull out the shot of Um, just lemons to crack the code behind i don't know why for some reason whenever anyone talks about invisible ink i always been like lemons that's the key. Something really fun, pretty amazing on the national
1: treasure for like the Wikipedia page for the movie. They have a section that's portrayal of Declaration of Independence where they have a a, a two sentences that are like the film suggests the original Declaration of Independence still has clearly visible ink is inaccurate, which I think is so fun. So funny. (laughs) Somebody felt compelled enough by the fact that the ink was visible on the document in general that they were like, this needs to be on the Wikipedia page for the movie.
0: I find this air (laughs) egregious. That's so funny. Did anyone try stealing the Declaration of Independence after this movie? Probably. Did anyone go to the bell and look for that brick? I would have done it if I was near. (laughs) I want to look for that brick. Give me those glasses. You know? I mean,
1: if you're saying in general have people tried to pull off heists, the answer is yes. No, no, specifically with the Declaration of of
0: Independence. (laughs) I'm not questioning the existence of heist movies (laughs) or just heist in general. You should know, out of all people, how dare you ask me a professional heist um anyway what are we talking about (laughs) it's a temporary gig it's a temporary gig (laughs) (laughs) guys i got employed recently at a temporary gig i'm making a move
1: soon i'm gonna say i'm not sure mostly because I don't even know how you would go about trying to act in real life, pull off a heist of the
0: scale. Uh, you wait for the gala to come and then you befriend <laughs> the lady archivist. Yeah. And you, you, uh, send, then, you, you know, get you go in down
1: into the, the, the archival rooms in the basement. And then you just like sneak down there. Yeah. You just play it off. exactly as it is portrayed in the movie. Easy peasy.
0: But like, think about it. If there wasn't a bad guy, then like Nicolas Cage just would have been like stealing this movie. Then they wouldn't have someone to go to jail. He's the bad guy in this, right? Oh, no, that that's something I think is so wild.
1: <laughs> is the fact they have the conversation at the end of the movie where he's talking to the guy from the FBI and they tab the little he like tilt places his hand in such a way that Nick Cage can clearly see the signet ring on his finger and they take the shot of it. And, you know, it's like a Freemasons thing. And I'm like, oh, this is literally two people that consider themselves part of the same cult planning another man to be
0: the fall guy for one's crimes like that's literally what's happening it's repeated it's like somebody's yeah. gotta go to prison it's like who the fuck are he gonna get yeah. gary Busey? like what's gonna happen here <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, oh it, it's something um, I never got as a child watching this movie. There is, um, I mean, obviously a very patriotic film. There, There is a lot of Freemasons, Order of the Templars, almost indoctrination of like, man, these organizations <laughs> were so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's just a little
2: bit wild to me. I think they really dig in on Benjamin Franklin specifically. Like, so much of the stuff is Benjamin Franklin centric which is so funny to me because I obviously he's a founding father, but he wouldn't be the one that I would normally pick, I guess. Although I don't know which one I would pick, but I think it's funny that they pick him
0: specifically because Nicholas Cage's character is Benjamin Franklin Gates. So fucking I forgot about that. That's literally in my notes. I was like, they really named this motherfucker Benjamin Franklin. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, Disney. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess he's the least problematic. I was going to say, like this, this movie is clearly American U.S. history propaganda, right? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Oh, for sure.
0: But also, is there a national treasure ride? I think that'd be kind of fun. Or like a maze or a game. Someone should make
1: an escape room themed about this. Something that would be crazy that somebody I'm sh- maybe won't exist. If not, someone should take this idea and run with it. Instead of like an escape room where you're like trying to leave a place, make like a heist room where you somehow formulate the objective is to like get an object and get out like that would be really fun.
0: Do you want to drop everything and create (laughs) heist rooms? (laughs) I think we just hit
1: a gold mine here. New business. Heist room. Cancel the podcast. Something I actually (laughs) want to talk about that came as like a pretty interesting parallel between these two movies is that at their core, both of these are essentially movies about obsession. Absolutely. It's super clear and kick ass that they are obsession from Big Daddy's perspective on getting revenge or, you know, finding solace from kick ass's perspective as it is this obsession with heroism. Also being horny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right.
0: Dude jerks off a lot. There was a, there lot, was a of lot of jerking
1: off, off in these movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into it.
1: And then in National Treasure, like very apparently, there's this obsession with national identity. There's this obsession with this treasure, more specifically from a character motivation perspective. And I just think that the almighty randomizer placing two movies that are centrally about a being obsessive or passionate about something is really, really interesting to me.
0: Part of me has to wonder if, if it's Nick Cage, that that's the that's the common denominator here. If it's like, <laughs> probably would people feel feel the obsession part as much as if someone other than Nick Cage and like in other movies too. And we'll get into it as we get into this bracket. He's such a great character to like, I really think He's making a lot of the choices that he's making these movies have these themes front and center. You know what I mean?
2: It definitely does work that way a little bit. But I think it's also, at least for these two movies, 100% in the writing of the characters. Because in National mm-hmm. Treasure, you have his dad is ashamed of him because his whole family is obsessed with the treasure versus kick ass. The character is very much obsessed with writing the wrongs done to him and his wife. Yeah. I think he brings a new layer to it, but it's definitely in both of these movies without him.
0: There's
1: some truth to that.
0: One of my biggest things, and I've, I've been trying to think because, you know, every single bracket we have the themes and I have to think of like, what what's my criteria going to be going forward? And I always try to make it something kind of like different or weird or like, you know, matching the theme as much as possible. And for me, if it's Nick Cage, I really want to look at these films cageisms cageisms i i don't think i should say kajisms. but
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, i but love like Nick- the term cajism. let's 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 coin kajism. <laughs> this is this is not a nicolas cage bracket this is the, the kajism bl- bracket
0: so like but there are some really good there are two cageisms <laughs> There are two kajisms in both these movies that I think are very strong. And I think that's where my comparison lies. One kajism is the delivery of when Big Daddy is Big Daddy. His like line delivery. This is one of his best line delivery movies ever. It's his like
2: pseudo Adam West with Captain Kirk. Um, Yeah.
1: Captain James Tiberius Kirk.
0: He should call himself ass kicked instead. <laughs> ha! ha. Uh, right. <laughs> like so <what>? good <laughs> <What>? <laughs> good move <laughs> ass kick <laughs> but then at the end at the end and one of the like like that like his delivery just in general is fantastic but the end when he's spoiler alert burning alive also yeah. nick cage tends to do that
1: i wrote that down as a note that the like biggest Nick Cage moment in the entire movie, from the perspective of like wild Nick Cage stuff, is absolutely him screaming as he burns to death. Is like
0: it's take cover, <laughs> child. Now switch to the. <laughs> so
2: good, it's so good.
0: It's so. Nicholas Cage funny. dies in
2: three of the movies we talk about today, and I assume <laughs> he's gonna die in a lot more of the movies in this bracket too. I love that you haven't seen a lot of these movies. I have only, so I've seen National Treasure and I've seen Kick-Ass. The only other Nick Cage movie in this bracket that I've seen is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is barely a Nicolas Cage movie. So I'm <laughs> I'm so excited. So funny. We'll get into
0: it. We'll okay, get into it. The other cages I'm on the other side that I want to get into real quick for for National Treasure is the whole meme format of the... Okay, and then it's it's the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has the word pen in it and pen in it has the <laughs> yeah, word, we got to go to the decoration. <laughs> Literally, when I was a kid, <laughs> I, I would have this bit with my friend James from from school growing up where we would do that but with random ass words and shit <laughs> like we use kanye west that it was kanye west is the one we would use a lot kanye west west wing wing wings of freedom dom dominatrix tricks are for kids kids are us giraffes long necks next next, next uh, mtv's dating show neck uh, m&ms <laughs> green m and sexy sex in the city city of stars emma stone <laughs> stonewall jackson andrew jackson Andrew Draskin uh, racist because he didn't. Su- yeah, racist history. Declaration of Independence. We have to steal it. Go, and then we'd like run away. We literally just <laughs> run away from where that was our like exit. Because you know how people like to linger and like whenever you don't know how to leave a conversation. A pretty long <laughs> exit.
2: <laughs> I really wanted to see how long you could do
1: that for, Jake. I bet you could go. Quite a bit longer, go basically infinitely if you'd like.
0: That's just such a great cajism, uh, cajism. Sorry, in this in this movie <laughs> where it's so memeable, it's so like I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence after a long rant about nothing. I love it is we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence.
1: That's like an isolated line. It doesn't come immediately after an association. Not to say the associations aren't terrific, because I also took notes that if you like listen really closely to the way he does it and the way he like goes back and corrects himself when he says something dumb is just (laughs) chef's kiss.
2: It's really fun. Those moments did not stand out to me when I was a kid watching this movie, but watching it back this time such such fun moments
1: another thing i just want to call out that i i took a very specific note on because it was really funny was when they're descending down in national treasure (laughs) descending down into the the cavern or the under the chapel i suppose and that guy falls to his death (laughs) it's so funny because there's just like a it's like a really prolonged shot yeah, of like they want to make it super clear. <laughs> this man is going to die and fall to his death. <laughs> it's legitimately like 30 seconds long, it feels like, which just seems excessive.
0: There's a- another funny small part where, you know how like they run in, in a graveyard and a guy's shooting at him in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. They're yelling his name, right? And his last name is Gates. And they're like, Gates. And as soon as he yells Gates, Nicolas Cage's character, closes a gate behind him. And I don't know wow. why it really impacted me, but that really it really <laughs> got me. I literally like sat there and laughed super fucking hard. It probably wasn't on purpose, but for some reason it just made me feel <laughs> no, like. No, no, that's
2: that's the genius of John Turteltaub.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that was all that was he felt really proud about that one.
0: I wish he brought that genius in Sorcerer's Apprentice, but <laughs> something
1: not necessarily a comparison, but something I want to call out as it's terrific per usual in this film. But Matthew Vaughn and action directing uh, oh, go together oh so well, and Kickass is similarly terrific in terms of its action delivery. Ton of fun.
0: He he did a uh, Kingsman, right? That's him. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. The, the, re, like, the camera's like very close in on a lot of the action. Um, there's like a lot of weight in the follow through. His yeah. action directing is typically really, really good. He also directed Stardust.
0: Oh my God, Stardust. I remember that movie.
1: Yeah, which Whoa. is such a great movie.
0: Wow. Let's find a way to get Stardust on a bracket, guys. Uh, don't I want to watch it again.
1: <laughs> don't worry. I'm in due time. It'll come back up, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: a scene that I want to really talk about in national treasure because I think it's, I think it's one of the more iconic scenes is when he actually steals the declaration of independence. And there's a moment that I want to key in on specifically after he takes her champagne glass to get her fingerprints. And he pulls a little thing over his thumb and kind of rubs it in to get her
0: fingerprints on it. That's gotta be a condom, right? That little rubber thing. (laughs) No, no, there are, there are finger condoms. It's, it's a real, like just for your finger for finger fucking no i think they're for other good like just just protection things i mean i guess yeah you you could if you <laughs> this is this is proving how much how what our nuance is about contraceptives uh sex education is important please engage in sex responsibly but yeah no the, yeah. That, that, those are real things the little finger covers you know what i fucking hate in both of these movies that is what? a comparison i fucking hate the way jeans looked back then (laughs) i fucking hate it just i was so bothered actually watching this movie especially national treasure they were so not even baggy they just look bad they just look like they're they're i don't know what it is i hate it i hate the way they're like actively i don't even say that lightly i really don't like it and i'm wondering like (laughs) that's probably how we're gonna look to other people and like you know 20 30 years but that wasn't that long ago. I don't know. I just hate the way the jeans look. They they just looked awful.
1: So a lot of that just has to do with like the types of silhouette and cuts that were in vogue of the early 2000s.
0: I knew I could mention this because Matthew's a fashionista and you would have an actual answer.
1: I took notes on it through the movie because the (laughs) the big thing in the very beginning um, was spotting all those Canada goose jackets. And I was like, ooh, Nick Cage got that drip. (laughs) And then proceeded to make fun of his outfit choices for the whole rest of the movie. It was pretty good vibes. But yeah, I mean, it just comes down to like the baggier cuts were much more popular, particularly in men's clothing. And I personally have never understood it because even as like oversized cuts are like coming back into fashion, wider crop legs. Something that looks skinny.
0: bad, man. There's just <laughs> something that looks awful. He
1: wears like these big giant shirts. His like o- his like blazers are all super oversized, except for I mean his tux is decent fitted. Yeah, no the 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 fashion in this movie is I a don't relic even buy the, the baggy era. shirts
0: or baggy clothes. I just hate their fucking jeans. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I'm anti jean in this movie. I'm I don't know. Something I
1: just since we talked about Riley, something I want to call out. The treasure was worth what? A 10 billion he said. 10 billion, yeah. And Riley received Half a percent. Did they just do none of the math? Because with $500 million, (laughs) I'm sure he could have bought himself whatever private jets he wanted. Him being like, oh, I could, you know, like I know some of it's clearly a joke of like he has way more, like that, you know, he hops in a very nice car and drives off. And like that's the whole big joke of it. But Mm -hmm. like he could buy a fleet of jets, like he (laughs) mentions he's mad he couldn't do with $500 million if he wanted to.
0: How did I know you would also do the math on this? (laughs) How much does a fleet of jets cost? No, don't know, like twelve bucks. Yeah, probably. Give I, I or mean, take. It, de- it depends the the size of jet that
1: you're trying to purchase.
0: These are the things Matthew thinks about <laughs> in when watching a movie. <laughs> don't you dare include a math money total in your fucking movie. Matthew will dissect it and piece it to shreds. Also, don't yeah. wear those jeans ever again, please. That's just for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't
1: worry. I'm sure he bought a nice golf stream that was like a nice like twenty five million, and then got himself the sweet cars and the house, etc. It was all a real terrific experience for him. Yeah. We we just have so much to say. Your brain just gets lost in the sauce on the Nick Cage. I guess should we vote? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm ready. I, it's gonna be a tough one. This is I I think there's so much more I wish we had to- Like I feel like we had no productive conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's
0: Nicholas Cage. Those are the kajisms. It's the kajisms, <laughs> man.
1: I can
2: throw my vote out there first, I think. I voted for National
1: Treasure. I also voted for National Treasure.
0: Wow. Well, guys, guess what? That's another unanimous vote for That is crazy wow. to
2: me that National Treasure got a unanimous vote. Like, I like the movie.
1: It's, it's just, it <laughs> has so much cage soul in it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so, it's so fun.
0: The kajisms and Kick-Ass are amazing, <laughs> let's be honest. But it, my one complaint about Kick-Ass is there isn't enough cage in it
1: <laughs> i exactly i wrote that down as i was watching it i was like he gives a brilliant yet short-lived cage performance and all i wish you know because he dies at like i want to say it's around the hour mark
0: but it's so funny like it's so oh, fucking yeah. funny what he's, he does he's, in that movie. he's real
1: terrific him burning to death is a great cage moment
0: cover <laughs>
1: <laughs> with that let's get into these next
2: movies jake do you want to introduce adaptation oh boy this matchup
0: this matchup is a wild matchup guys
2: yeah so yeah. full
0: disclosure this is my like, film boy oscar-y like whatever pick i think this is my first one that i've done is kind of like almost borderline pretentious kill right? bill volume two my guy i don't oh uh, i view that as like i view that as like a film bro not a film oh not pretentious you know I mean? film okay yeah, that's fair that's i fair, guess that's, that's fair. fair but yeah this is adaptation 2002 spike jones of her fame i love that movie <laughs> i feel like spike <laughs> jones is known for a lot of things that yeah, came I know. Before her, but i, I like i just love the movie her <laughs> fuck off my back basically this is a movie where Nicolas cage plays real life screenwriter charlie kaufman exploring a meta narrative and screenwriting as a process as charlie tries to adapt the orchid thief and get a grip on his own life so yeah that's pretty much it there's a lot more it's a wild little movie what, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Because did either of you see this film before?
1: I had seen it a very long time ago. So rewatching it was essentially seeing it for the first time because I I think as a child, basically all of the meta elements went over my head. Yeah. As like I had scenes I remember, but like I could not remember the plot overall, though getting the opportunity to really dig my teeth in as an educated adult, man. Hey, we're
0: not on we're not on Vampire's Kiss yet. You can not make that <laughs> joke. <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> uh man this this movie's super brilliant yeah i had a terrific time with it it's a wild ride through and through
2: yeah i i had never seen this movie and i knew absolutely nothing about it and going into it honestly i saw what it was doing and i kind of didn't like it until the end mm. where it stops being so meta once they get yeah, into, interesting. once. interesting Literally once he brings his brother into the hotel room and they're like, so how do we end it? And then it ends the movie. I enjoyed the ending, but I didn't really like the whole first half of it
0: i don't know well literally the 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 guy the critic was like as long as you give him a good ending while the mid ending they don't care about the movie yeah and that's i took that as a note that's literally like wow well, that's literally i don't know it, it's it's a really i was so curious as to how you as a writer alex as a writer guys hire him <laughs> as a writer like would would view this film and and would would do it because it's a frustrating film if you're if you're a writer or any creative, honestly. I think
2: that was part of it was just like seeing him fail to write things made me so angry because I saw so much of myself in it. And then I really liked the end because he breaks all the advice and it's like, oh, the alligator comes in and eats the guy and that's like a deus ex machina. And then like his brother's story about um, like the girl that he loved in high school is another deus ex machina that solves the like emotional problems crisis of the movie you know i actually i really enjoyed all of that i just ugh, i i hated seeing myself in this movie
0: you hated watching nicholas cage masturbate a lot to different things to a book at one point which was amazing I'll say it again
2: i hated seeing myself in this movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god all right <laughs> On the yeah, other sorry, we side. did not pitch you to give
0: you a good transition there from <laughs> yeah. to
1: on the other side of this bracket, <laughs> we've got Vampire's Kiss, Vampire's Kiss, released in oh god, is that right? Make sure the things I wrote down are right because I don't.
0: So let's keep talking about masturbation. Uh, let's <laughs> okay. get-
1: All right, released in 1988. Directed by Robert Bierman *Vampire's Kiss is the story Of a publishing executive Peter Lowe Played by Nicolas Cage With a playboy's attitude and Declining mental health who believes He's been bitten by a vampire <laughs> And he becomes increasingly abusive towards his secretary as he deteriorates mentally. It is one of, if not the wildest performance that Cage gives <laughs> in his filmography. It is the, in my opinion, the epitome of his self-named acting style, Novu Shamanik. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is such a wild ride and such a wild performance from Cage. What did you guys think of this
0: one? This is his The Room to me. I (laughs) strongly feel like this is the room of Nicolas Cage's career. Mm -hmm. Like, it should have that level of cult status in a way. Like, the slow zooms, the slow title cars, shots of the city, the embrace of camp, they linger for no reason, but it's interesting. I don't know why. Like, I really, not to the level of the room, I think the room has a lot of It's interesting, and that's what makes it interesting. But oh, my God, there's a review of Nicolas Cage's acting in this movie as being like the scorch of the earth of acting. No (laughs) one can act on this anymore because acting is dead, (laughs) 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 which I think is the most fucking hilarious review of someone who has continued having a fantastic career and, and embraced that review. Like it's almost like a resilience of I don't know. This is, this is a great... This has a lot of kajisms in it that are fantastic um, <laughs> that we can get into, yeah. but yeah, Alex, what do you think? I had
2: literally never heard of this movie, and so going into it, how dare you guys <laughs> have made me watch this movie and told me nothing about what it was this was the absolute wildest ride I went into this and I was like oh it's gonna be like a rom-com Nicolas Cage dates a vampire and that (laughs) in no way is what this movie was like just oh, sp- even dear. like his voice in this movie he's like, maybe it's because now <laughs> oh, it's okay, like yeah. we're post age Donald Trump with constant Donald Trump impressions, but that is all I could think of hearing the way he talked, talking like this mm. and you know doing this thing, that's how he talks the whole movie, just
0: uh, <laughs> it's just uh. he's so
2: snooty the whole movie, and then he'll just suddenly throw out lines like, gotta take a piss, <laughs> like. <laughs> It is this movie is so ridiculous. I, I can't believe you made me watch this and didn't tell me anything about it.
1: Well, look forward to Face I Off. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a little a little more insane. <laughs> Premise wise, Face Off is a <laughs> is a wilder
0: movie. Yeah, look forward to Mandy too. I mean, that's you know. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I forgot. I put yeah. I really, I really. My picks were very centered on. I want Nick Cage at his cageist Like, I want the insanity feeded to me. You want all the kajizoms fed in can your can mouth. Can we talk
0: about that accent though? Because this is another movie where I I wanted to bring this as like a because because the accent and Kickass and the line delivery delivering Kickass was like you know fantastic in its own right. But Vampire's Kiss Man, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) What the fuck is he doing? I just don't know. And like, okay, the scene, spoiler warning, whatever, when he's talking to the wall and it's juxtaposed with him talking to the <laughs> psychologist therapist. What the fuck, man? It's just That's, so- It's so good. I, I love
1: the added fact
0: that like,
1: he has to justify his own behavior to the fictional ther- version of the therapist. Like, oh yeah, like I murdered someone yesterday. <laughs> and it's like, oh, people die all the time in the city. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like the handle has- the FBI. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Also, did you guys <laughs> notice?
2: rationalize, that's so funny. Though, like, when he calls her at her house, I guess, was she sleeping with the secretary's brother? Was that the secretary's brother who called her back to bed? I am not actually it looks sure. like
0: it. Because I also kind of noticed it, but I didn't double back just because whenever I watch this movie, it's a fever dream. And I just <laughs> don't want to do the deep dive that it probably deserves. Because yeah. Oh, God, it's a rabbit hole. There's
2: so much.
0: Something that's a really great like comparison of the two that I do want to get into is Vampire's Kiss and Adaptation both really break down barriers of their respective metas and genres. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: Vampire's Kiss is a horror movie. It, it's a horror movie. You know, it's camp or whatever, but, like, it's horror, and the whole writing the biopic in general of, like, adaptation and screenwriting in general, like, they really... Also, guys, we really like satire, and the, we do that a lot in our picks. Like, Kick-Ass did that as well, Shrek 2. Yeah. We like it a lot here at the Tough Cut, but what they both do is just, I don't know. They're, they both really break down like what it means to be that kind of movie, but I don't think vampires kiss does it as intentionally or that's what it intended as hardcore as adaptation or at least well thought out. I think
1: what vampires kiss is getting at more though, because it, it is in my opinion, very clearly primarily intended to be a character study. Yeah. Yeah. Of Nick Cage's character, and it is very much, I think, in a lot of ways, an exploration of this one character's mental health and mental illness. I obviously I think that the meta analysis uh, present in Adaptation is significantly better than the one in Vampire's Kiss. But I also think that Vampire's Kiss is going at any meta themes a little bit more indirectly, whereas Adaptation, it's like that's the that's the point, you know? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think that. Well, something that I really enjoy about both these movies, and this is I really like the way that in Vampire's Kiss, I think the way that the horror genre is deconstructed is very much in a large part due to Nicolas Cage's performance, where I think that more is in part due to the writing in adaptation because Mm. like Nicolas Cage like the way he holds his hands and like starts to slowly hunt like it starts with his shoulders going up more and more and then he hunches (laughs) and then he does this like weird (laughs) waddle walk which by the way funniest moment in the whole movie is when the woman that he eventually murders is totally into whatever he's doing like as he walks into the club and like creeps towards (laughs) her she is so into it the whole time Until the moment he reaches his hand down her shirt, she's like, no. But like, even when he's like stroking her face with his like weird clutched claw hand, it's
1: oh man, it's something. (laughs) My favorite moment in Vampire's Kiss, far and away. I think it's like the one of the funniest scenes in maybe movies. Just Nicolas Cage Bloody, disheveled, running around <laughs> with a broken <laughs> piece of palate. <pallet. laughs> kill
0: me, kill me, kill me. El, I'm a vampire. It's simple. Can you kill me? It's the church, so, the cross. So Please, you have to.
1: Much to your point, as you sort of described, Alex. I think that the ramping up of his deterioration and his like playing into being a vampire and how progressive it is.
0: It escalates
1: so shines well. through in his performance. Yes. Yeah. It's done very, very
0: effectively. Another good comparison about both these movies is I think they both fall apart a lot in their third, in their final <laughs> act in like <the laughs> very, and I, it's not even that I hate it. It's just that it definitely falls apart and becomes like a different kind of like thing. Cause like in vampire's kiss, it's doing this whole buildup of vampire or whatever. And then you like, he attacks Alva and stuff. And then there's so much more of the movie that really fully is heavy handed and breaks down into the psyche like it jumps the shark of like with the shrink seed and like showing you I just almost wish it was less heavy handed and more hinted interesting
1: I don't know if I agree with that like at least personally
0: it was so obvious like going into it like the beginning half there was like oh is this regret? like oh he's definitely going crazy or like whatever You'd
1: like if it was like played a bit with a little bit more whether or not it was reality what was like he hallucinating what was real sort of yeah, thing Yeah, a little bit Having, like, never, like, seen this movie or even heard of it,
2: I think I like the way that it works. Because in the first half, you don't know for sure that it's, like hallucination. You think, like, oh, maybe this is a vampire and he's turning into a vampire.
0: <laughs>
2: well, yeah, because they just showed up. They just randomly, yeah. I thought he was going to turn into a vampire until you get the change and then he shoots himself with the blanks. And that's what makes him really think he's turned into a vampire is that he can't die. You know,
0: (laughs) would that still hurt you?
2: Well, there was like soot and gross stuff in his mouth. He was spitting
0: out. Yeah, I, I think in real life. I wrote that as a note. Like, I feel like shooting blanks like he was deep third in that gun would still yeah, hurt yeah. him a lot. I, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so
1: in real life. But I'm sure, yeah, if we have any gun nuts in the audience that want to shoot us an email or a message on social media.
0: Any gun nuts want to shoot us an email? Look, look at you and <laughs> your wordplay.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, at Tough Cut Pod. Go ahead. Let us know. Do blanks hurt?
0: Also, guys, so many extras looked into the camera in Vampire's Kiss. (laughs) You remember that old lady that was like, what's going on here? She looks at camera, leaves. What the (laughs) fuck? What was that?
1: What about the mimes? Yeah, what's up with (laughs) those mimes? Mimes,
2: That's his apartment. I took that down too. What are they doing there?
1: Uh. (laughs) It is. I I don't want to spoil any of it for anyone in the audience or either of you watch vampires kiss now that you've seen it once watch it with the director's commentary there's also one i believe it's nick cage and the director doing commentary all i'll say is the uh, recollection they have of the filming process (laughs) is
0: very poor (laughs) that's i they probably were all on drugs i'm gonna be honest with you it's a treat it's a treat oof The
2: way that he delivers lines in this movie is so absolutely wild. My favorite one is the
0: (laughs) tell them in a meeting. (laughs) It's
2: it's just so ridiculous.
0: On the other side, though, Nicolas Cage doing Charlie Kaufman, and also there are two Nicolas Cages in this movie, guys. Yeah, double Cage. I haven't
1: seen two characters played by the same person done this well since Gemini, man.
0: (laughs) Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Leave. 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 (laughs) Leave. No, but I thought it like him playing off of himself was fantastic. And I thought him depicting Charlie Kaufman was so good. And so like, oh, my God,
1: a narrative fun fact adaptation, because Donald Kaufman is given a writing credit for this movie, despite not existing, which makes him the only fictional character to have received an Oscar nomination. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
0: Which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, this movie got it only won one Oscar. Chris Cooper, the supporting at the Florida man, won an Oscar for this movie. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people got nominated, got nominated for screenplay. Good job, Donald, wherever you're at. Uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) something just talking about adaptation that gets at, you, you know, Alex, you mentioned that the ending is like what you like the resolutional. Piece is what you enjoyed most. I think what's so interesting, particularly about the ending in this movie, is like the variance and types of interpretations you can take. Like, I think it's very evident that there is like this. The like sellout interpretation of Charlie is selling out by making a Donald film and just sort of like wrapping it up in an entertaining way for the audience. There's like the lampoonist, the parody approach of like this is Charlie Kaufman, the actual person making a parody of screenwriting of like what people will tell you to screenwrite to like how to end a script, etc. And then more literal, hearkening to the the line from the don't know his official title but like the screenwriting coach that life is fucking wild. Yeah, are fucking interesting that like that, you know, so thus the story must end in, in a a literal way of life is interesting, despite it becoming a Donald film. Like could say movie with standout performances and like fantastic writing. So like even that literal approach to like ending a, a script still applies. It's so evident from things like that, how incredible the meta narrative going on in this movie is. It's a it's a real treat from that it's perspective. It's crafted
0: very well. Yeah. Do you think there's a cut where Katie Holmes was originally in this movie and then Maggie Gyllenhaal took her place? That was the first movie. Got set on fire. And then, okay, yeah, okay, okay, (laughs) cool. As long as someone's getting set on fire. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing I'll say is I kind of got a lot of Joker vibes from Vampire's Kiss as well. Mm. That might be a rabbit hole to open up, but it's basically almost the same thing, except embracing the ludicrousness of it and not taking itself seriously. Yeah, you know, with a it, psychiatrist, it with mental health, with imagining relationships, with imagining uh, relationships with people. Yeah, like it's literally biting someone's neck.
2: Do they do that in Joker? I bet they do that in Joker. No, no. I don't think so. <laughs>
0: Do you think that Todd Phillips just took credit when people said he was trying, to, like his homage was Taxi Driver, but really it was, <laughs> <laughs> was Vampire's Dance? Because I think that might be more
1: appropriate here. The thing I get a ton of vibes from is American Psycho. I yeah, think no a lot, a lot. I think that a lot of that movie is probably inspired by performances here of like the strung out salary man deteriorating mentally. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a lot of very evident parallels that are pretty cool,
0: yeah, well, on that note i I really do think I'm ready.
1: Ah. I think so too <laughs>
0: it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one, and I truly do love both of these movies a lot. I have my reasonings uh going forward, but
1: my heart is so torn, I don't know. Part of me was like dreading this matchup a little bit just because I love them so much and I don't want to see one of them have to go now. <laughs> yeah,
0: same. No, but they're also a great first matchup. Like, I think yeah. they're playing with a lot of. Oh, I mean, also the second half, the bracket.
1: I think we will see. So good. So funny. It's just a great yeah. bracket. It's a great bracket.
0: Holy shit! Okay, so before before we vote, and while Matthew like takes his time or whatever, there's just one thing left I need to say, just in case this film doesn't move on. I don't know if it will or won't because I don't know how everyone's gonna vote. But guys, A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> That's a top tier cageism. Like that is that is a top tier. And also this is where the the wide-eyed zoom into his face yeah, thing comes in, right? I
1: had no idea. Vampire's Kiss is the the source of many a cage meme.
0: Yeah, cageism please, please, Cajism, please. Cageisms. Many many cageisms um <laughs> out there on the internet. God, I wish I was a streamer so I could make that my uh, notification. Many kajisms. Just like <laughs> isolated. Your
1: subscriber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Many kajisms. Hey, be on the lookout for the Tough Cut stream. That'll be your uh, subscriber notification. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, you ready? All right, I'll go first. I am going to go with, this is very hard, but I'm going with adaptation. My reasoning is I love what Vampire Skist does for the genre and has so many kajisms in it. I just think Adaptation is so smart, so well done. There's like two Nick Cages, so it's a lot to break down <laughs> with him. Like It's really good. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, my, that's my pick.
2: I voted for Vampire's Kiss. I, it was
1: just so, the energy was so good. Matt, how about you? Caught in this moment yet again. I feel like this happens to you a lot. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I am going to vote for Adaptation. No. Wow. Good movie. Good movie. So that means adaptation is advancing. I think what it comes down to part of it is I, I think there's so much more to dis- probably I mean, to discuss with both these movies to what Jake said. It's it's just such a smart movie in a lot of ways. And I, I want to dig into it a little bit more. I think it it deserves a little more time. Limelight, whereas vampires kiss will be with me forever.
0: yeah (laughs) there's also for me personally not to get too like whatever i really do love the movie and and the role he does but there are some themes in vampire's kiss that i'm kind of uncomfortable with and i don't like and it's hard to watch very fair so that's why also adaptation like kind of took it for me yeah but yeah i I think fun movies
1: some of that is like the the purpose of purpose, the, yeah, the Deterioration Absolutely. of the character. Absolutely. And, I uh, agree. If, you know, people haven't noticed. I actually I haven't done it. I haven't done that much. This is like the first bracket where it's like really coming center stage that I like movies that make people uncomfortable. Like I like <laughs> to feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. watching a movie.
0: Hey, I think watching Nicolas Cage masturbate a lot is uh, mm-hmm. grounds for that as well. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah.
1: Oh nice. With that we've got uh, national treasure and adaptation advancing however coming at you next in the first half of our episode we're going to be coming at you with spider-man into the spider-verse versus face off get excited
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wild matchup truly wild and matchup in the
1: second half of the episode a another wild matchup the
0: wicker man versus mandy i'm dying i can't oh, wait boy. for alex to watch those two horror movies, it's going to be a fun time.
1: I can't wait for you to watch the those three you haven't seen. Yeah. It's going to be wild.
2: Maybe I'll do the same thing and watch all three of them again in the same day. <laughs>
0: Holy
1: <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> that one will be pretty intense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh guys, uh remember to uh follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh Letterbox. We leave funny movie movie reviews at Tough Cut Pod. Reviews. Reviews. Hey, uh, wait, can I change my vote? Can I change my vote? <laughs> we really love hearing your guys's comments and feedback and interacting with us. So yeah, give us a follow and let's keep this going, guys. Nicholas Cage is a fun time.
2: And thank you guys so much for listening to the episodes, for interacting with us on social media, for getting invested in what wins a bracket. We love that. We we love you so much for listening. That's right, we love you. And Most take
0: you. cover child. <laughs> Remember to subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) Yes, guys. (laughs)